Hey everybody, welcome to Dialogue Choices podcast episode. I'm still waiting for it to load episode 81, I think, right? Yeah. It is an episode. Chicken on who go. is going to start the podcast. <laughs> I, no, I always think that's what happens and then it's Keith and I. Midway through, I had a moment of thinking I should name the thing, the podcast episode, and then I realized I didn't have the tab open. It was taking time to load, so I was making a whole mess. It's not a game Look, of chicken, Colonel. I'm pausing because you have to make sure that you have time for the file to start recording correctly, or it might just like, just the episode might just open with podcast, <laughs> like, just, yeah. like, <laughs> like the first like ten seconds is cut out because didn't actually start recording yet, <laughs> and then that's just all I have to work with. <laughs> so the amount wait. of times I see stuff like that in super high production channels and stuff, like, oh no, have you like, ever uh, seen those I mean, videos I, I where shot- they're like for uh, for as shoddy as our production production is, I've seen so many podcasts that are just like have appalling episodes that they somehow put out, and I'm like, who did you check even for a moment what mm-hmm. the sounded like? Because like there's a mm-hmm. <clears throat> to call out bad boys, uh, some more news. Their podcast even more news. When I first turned tuned into it, every episode for like a month was like auto ducked or something like that, where like one person talking would or something about like the there was just some kind of absolutely insane like noise gating or auto ducking going on where people's voices were just fading in and out constantly and that's the whole production so it's like what is this (laughs) like this is actually like frustrating every second of the podcast and they put it out and it kept happening for multiple episodes i'm like guys guys please stop and those people sometimes it's are... it's not a matter of them not listening to the <clears throat> the end result. It's just that people just... have wildly different uh, like ideas of what's good, when... essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they, like the, for example, is, I cannot this is a good stand. Idea. <laughs> I cannot stand panned voice or you know stereo voices where one voice is to one left or to one oh, side yeah. of the channel. And yeah. I can't early, just early sad games. Every episode we were mixed to being <laughs> the two of us on either ear, and Andrew just kept it that way for like a year. I, I don't, that is I, that's the worst thing. And I like it's a good thing I, I have tools to make it not do that on my computer. But you know most people can't, and if I were most people, I would be. I would not watch those. In fact, like recently, there's the Overwatch League thing going on or world championship portugal has done terribly go portugal but um in like every overwatch streamer just does a watch along and releases videos and they just talk over over the the broadcasters and it's it's uncomprehensible i cannot understand what anybody is saying not the broadcasters (laughs) not the streamers like who how can you listen to this i mean i understand how you can listen to it if you're a native speaker you're having multiple people speak at the same time probably doesn't confuse you as much as uh as me also probably if you listen it uh, listen to things at the uh, default speed and not twice the speed it probably helps it is extremely rough experience of anybody anybody does a reaction style thing where they're talking over somebody else that's talking yeah, in the reaction yeah. thing. And then it's just like, I dive. My signals are extremely mixed. <laughs> it's like yeah. why in most of our showcase videos where we watch like the Xbox show or whatever, I mix, I, I end up mixing the, the video, uh, the videos, audio, the, the recordings, audio down to like negative 20 decibels, just so it doesn't like yeah. fight at all. Because if it's, if it's, if it's not, if it's loud enough at all, any level of speech in any part of the video will just scramble brains. 
Yeah, and also, like, we're not... Our reaction uh, material is not meant to replace the original. If you want to watch the original trailers or the original broadcasts, in particular for the Overwatch League thing, just go watch the originals, not not the reaction. So it's just... Like, yeah, duck it, duck it, ducking it is... Or not ducking it, but, like, lowering the volume is a good thing. But I'm sorry. Why... Well, we're, we're, did we go on a tangent already from Twitter? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thing, <I> think. <laughs> Instantly. We didn't introduce Twitter as a topic. <laughs> so, no, we didn't. Yeah, so let's the, go back. Let's po- reset. Listeners don't know what you mean because yeah. the act of starting the podcast became its own five minute discussion, as it does every mm. episode. Let's not be surprised. Oh, right, 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 right. We were introducing the topic before we started recording, and then yeah. we need to do yes. it again. But the yes. the top the the news of the week is that Elon Musk just dumped all over Twitter again. Like he just actively <laughs> actively mismanages the entire project every day. There's just no good news, all bad news all the time. The end. That's just it's all that's yep. ever happening. Like it's just it's 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 astonishing. But uh, the latest thing is that a bunch of people woke up and used Twitter like normal. And then if they were lucky, they saw somebody, let's be honest, screenshotting Elon Musk or something because we a lot of, most of us have blocked him by now. So you, his news doesn't reach us directly anyway. But uh, it's if you were if you didn't even see the screenshot, then you would just be greeted with a broken Twitter and not know why. Because what happens is after you use Twitter for Twitter for a while, Suddenly, you just stop getting messages. You just stop seeing tweets. It literally, the one thing that the whole website is just stops, and you get a blank page and it says your rate limited. Try again later. Please try again later. And by later, they mean like tomorrow, but they don't tell you that. And they don't tell you what rate limited means. And like, in fact, just universally, this is a problem with Elon Musk and his entire way of handling Twitter. Like, we're just oh, dis- disregarding all of the mistakes he's making and all the the mess of like how everyone's panicking, thinking the website's going to disappear tomorrow every like month or so since for the last year. Uh, <laughs> even disregarding all that stuff, there's just the simple fact that like Twitter doesn't have a news system for telling you changes on Twitter. <laughs> like it doesn't Twitter does not communicate things that happen on Twitter. Elon Musk's approach to communicating site-wide functionality changing is to just hope you follow him on Twitter. <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to receive the information, apparently. Yeah. So, like, the the website itself does not explain what's happening. So for a huge percentage of casual users, you're just going to scroll Twitter for a while, and then after five minutes, it's just going to stop giving you new tweets. And then Twitter just seemingly is broken. Is it literally five minutes? It can easily be five minutes because what's happening is that because uh, I'm, I'm trying I'm doing this I'm trying to introduce this instead of being in the order that would make sense for for like explaining the concept I'm trying to do it in the order of like how people are actually experiencing it, which is the mm-hmm. worst way. Uh, if you see the tweet, yeah, well, it's what then matters. You, yeah. you see the announcement that but that oh your rate we're rate limited to five hundred uh, to six hundred tweets per day, not made but seen that we can see by other people in total including our own tweets and including things we don't want to see and i believe even including like 
I think if you look at a tweet and its reply is full of shitty blue check marks you don't even want to see fr tweets from, I think all those count towards your 600 total also. So like 600 sounds like a big number if it was like, oh, I read 600 forum posts today. But on Twitter, a, an infinite scrolling app full of replies, that's like minutes. Like that's it's comical how fast that number would add up if you think about it. And so like it's just a it's it's such a considering that almost every website is designed to make you stay on it forever. This is Twitter essentially saying like you can you can come visit me for five minutes a day and then I kick you out for the rest of the day. Is is that set up? Yeah. It's well, just... a bigger issue there is that Twitter will load tweets underneath the tweets that you're actually reading anyway. Yeah. No, so you can hit that limit yeah. without you. <laughs> actually reading that many and so this actually gets to what the the core of this problem is which has been coming out slowly over the past few days as people have investigated it elon musk put out a statement that said we're doing this to prevent data scraping which is happening so he's like he's framing it around this narrative that he has of like we're we're introducing twitter blue to get rid of bots and we're trying to prevent bots and api abuse uh, actually, Twitter, before Elon bought it, made a huge deal with Google for Google's cloud uh, hosting, and it was a $1 billion deal. And Elon allegedly just One doesn't... Yes. Elon allegedly just did not want to pay it. So he didn't. So uh, Twitter is now not functional because it can't call requests. It's unable to request the data on the server as people are refreshing the app because google has rate rate limited twitter because yes, they didn't pay the google bill exactly has rate <laughs> they're lucky they twitter. didn't shut it down actually exactly they probably so, have paused yeah and i mean it's more complex than that but but ultimately elon said okay so we're going to rate limit everyone 600 800 it's temporary yeah, the reason why he's saying it's temporary is because he's hoping that he can strong arm Google into just making Twitter work because everyone wants Twitter. What? Is That's that really, literally it? His plan? Yeah. I thought his plan was to migrate to somewhere else, cheaper or whatever. Probably, but he can't. He doesn't have access to it. He can't migrate it without paying oh, the Google. bill. It's being it, held hostage. He has no leverage. He has None. no leverage over Google, though. Why? why yeah. How is he going to strong arm Google with what? And, For what? And it's what's recent. It's ridiculous. And so that's why. And so he keeps saying like, "Oh, we're increasing the rate limit for people." The reason why he's increasing it is because those people are paying for their rate. So <laughs> with the Twitter Blue, all of the funds for that. So one of the craziest things about this now is that. Elon has been making all of these changes for the sake of profitability, right? Like he wants Twitter to be a profitable company. It has never been a profitable company. Uh, and so his idea was like, okay, so people will leave the site in droves, but the people who stay will make us profitable. Now the profit he's gaining from people who stayed and subscribed is being eaten into by the bills they are having to pay for the rate limit issues. So that's insane. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't cave, Twitter stops working forever. But if he does cave, every single decision he made that made Twitter worse is now negated, even from a profit standpoint, because all of the money they're making is going to pay this bill. Womp womp. I, they still have to pay like 1.3 billion a year on on uh yes on uh yeah. for the on loan thing for paying. Yep. 
And supposedly, so just insane. And from what I hear <laughs> leading into this big moment, he tried to like preempt it by making it so you can only see Twitter, uh, only see tweets on Twitter by by being logged in, which yes. led to and that was the entire awful. website losing its mind because every single yeah, yeah, news site on the entire world that has embedded tweets was then trying to re was trying to queue the servers over and over again while failing to recall the tweets that they previously had access to which led to them just doing it forever all the time across mm -hmm. the whole internet which led to such a massive amount of that that yeah like it was essentially twitter yeah. twitter making that choice uh, elon making that change without actually accounting for it led to him like ddosing himself and yes. so that only and, made and the server even... problems worse even more crazy than this is that when he rate limited everyone, he's not blocking them from making an API call. He's just blocking oh, he's the call. Yeah, no, he's he's just blocking the call from populating. So everyone oh. sitting on their timelines going, why am I rate limited? Refresh, refresh, repet, refresh You're is still, still calling call. for tweets to load. So he... He basically just made the server load on Twitter increase a hundredfold in a day. I it's it's mind boggling <laughs> how fucking stupid worse. this dude is. Uh, so I just I cannot yeah. stress enough, guys, because there's so many fucking evangelists. This guy doesn't know how to do any of his businesses. He's not an expert at any of the things he owns. I don't think there's any reason to take anybody who thinks he's smart seriously no there never no. has been but they just never shut up <laughs> they're always they no, always want to hero worship the rich guy because he's like oh is. he's a bullied nerd and i can be like him one day it's like maybe but not in an aspirational way there's nothing cool <laughs> about what he's done i think there has been I think it's okay to well maybe maybe people who are really really sheltered can still be taken seriously when they say Elon Musk is smart, but but I mean I think maybe three or four years back when his whole persona his whole image was uh, oh Tesla did what all of the American car companies could not do it, when in reality what was happening is that Obama set up a a system where for example Ford could um, so basically. The the way Tesla was kept afloat, <clears throat> and I'm oversimplifying, uh, but basically every American car company was supposed to make electric a certain amount of electric cars based on the their fleet. Uh, but uh, the that was the original uh, law, but it was uh, like watered down to basically credits or whatever. Like what ended up happening was Ford paid Tesla to do the cars for them, the electric cars that Ford would have done instead. So what ended up happening is that Ford didn't do the electric cars as much, and Tesla did it instead and got a bunch of money for it, both from the government as well as from Ford and every other car company. And that's why Tesla was so profitable, and uh, they actually, well, started being profitable after almost going bankrupt with their original um, Roadster situation. And... The the whole Starlink is it Starlink? What's the company that does the jets that go up into space and then come back down again and Blue, explode? No, Blue Origin is Amazon. Uh, Elon Musk rockets. What are they called? I think it's Starlink. SpaceX. SpaceX. Oh, it's SpaceX. That's the one. Yeah, Starlink is the is the internet. Low the internet. Yeah, and SpaceX is kind of a similar situation because it gets a lot of money from NASA. 
but it's you know it's just a normal there's a lot of companies like spacex spacex just has a, a good marketing but what i'm saying is that, you know there's an image built around elon musk that uh what whatever he touches and whatever here being tesla and spacex turns to gold um and and he cultivated that image very much i think uh and successfully cultivated that image it's just that the whole catering to the internet trolls <laughs> yeah. didn't go it's just why would you do that why would anybody do that uh, well, i mean it's not as bad as the, that pillow guy that just like go all out into proper pillow guy. conspiracy getting hey yeah i don't oh, know the, the, the my name. pillow yeah. guy the my whatever the yeah it's not as bad as that but it's it's pretty close it's pretty close and so if if people are uh, even the least bit the least bit uh, up to date with the news i don't think anybody that still defends elon musk needs to be taken seriously they are either trolling or they're just bad people and if they're trolling bless your heart but if you're a bad per- a bad person go away i don't see much of a difference between either option at this point <laughs> no. fuck them both <laughs> Suck the, someone else's dick. Yeah, the amount of time that I was mistreated in high school by people thought that said they were trolling. I, I, I'm not. I don't care about that term anymore. It's so stupid. Yeah, I'm just ironically yeah, insufferable yeah. and making the world worse and making you not like me. It's a joke. <laughs> it's just Twitter's yeah, been just a chat. wild experience. There's so many strange quirks of all this. Like you can still post links to tweets constantly on like discord for example yep and so you could just see stuff you can use that VX way. twitter there's a there's a lot of there's like a lot of workarounds to this whole thing that just make it seem really goofy and incredibly like i would be mad if it wasn't for the fact that i think anyone who pays for twitter is stupid because you're already the product and you're already being like harvested for money to begin with. Like that's the point is that your pro- your existence is a, is a profit for them. So paying on top of that is wild. And t- I thoroughly despise Twitter blue people. Like ever like the fact that they're boosted to being the top replies to every single thing makes scrolling down under anything completely insufferable because it's just the worst they self-select into having the worst opinions possible. You literally have to scroll past all the blue <laughs> names in order to get to the, the first decent reply to anything because they're just incredibly like it's it's so damning to the entire brand how every single person who buys Twitter blue is just the worst human beings with the worst thoughts and just the <laughs> dumbest brains like they literally it's just the it, it, it's so night and day the moment you get past the blue names suddenly there's good replies to things it's insane but <laughs> all of pride month and especially the backlash to pride month and especially like the supreme court decision to limp to lash out against uh lgbt rights and so on like holy fuck just every twitter every twitter blue person i saw was just openly celebrating homophobia this at this point so yeah install blue blocker get all just 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 get a chrome extension that auto blocks every single twitter blue user that's the only way the site's even vaguely usable it's just insane but hey, but in in a mystical alternate universe where paying for Twitter was a neutral choice uh, and not like you just showing that you're an awful person actively in a way that's very consistently trackable, like the most correlatable data I've ever seen, basically. If in a world where I could feel bad for Twitter blue people, I would be really mad that yeah. I paid for a website 
and it tells me I can't use it. Like the fact this is the this is the giant most this is basically the most damning thing about the entire thing that Elon just did is the fact that he rate limited people to protect against scrapers or whatever and like the usage of the website. People are paying for your website with a monthly subscription and all that they got in return was a somewhat higher limit. <laughs> they don't even get yeah. unlimited access to the website. You literally cannot pay to use Twitter. <laughs> what kind of business well, is of the, this? How is this one a of business? The more, this dumb motherfucker. The thing is... The thing that you're you're hitting on here, though, is actually kind of interesting because it's a long, it's one in a very long line of issues here with Twitter Blue, which is that uh, our good friend Illusory Wall uh, and I were chatting about this. So many Twitter Blue users are shadow banned. Just a remarkable amount of them are fully, completely uh, deboosted. Yeah, and you can easily check this. So. You like 95% of those people. I wonder if they would be paying for Twitter blue if they knew that the person they're trying to get to notice them can't even fucking see their tweets because their tweets are still deboosted, even though they're paying for presumably yep. promotion. It is insane. Isn't this, the, isn't this the quirk where you get, uh, like if you get blocked by a bunch of people, for example, or you interact in certain ways, uh, you just essentially become invisible on Twitter. Like yep. your posts can still take off. Like like I my like my like my account. You I, supposedly if you type my stuff in, you don't like it doesn't suggest me in the search bar. Yeah, you it doesn't suggest me username in. But obviously, like my posts take off and get like a thousand likes and so on, which is more than they ever used to. So like that's a whole thing. But like the uh, there's a from what I understand on Twitter, there's a quirk where if a bunch every time somebody blocks you, you get you become a little less algorithmically uh favored by the website and so yep something like blue blocker pe people mass blocking oh, every yeah. single prominently <laughs> yep. every single prominent uh blue checkmark person means that they end up becoming they, they get they get the opposite of the intended effect of paying for yeah, the website it's algorithmically unfavorable to be they're, blue <laughs> they're getting unboosted so right now being uh, having paying for Twitter seems to be actively bad for your ability to get reach, and you don't get unlimited access to the website right now when it's rate limited. The only thing that it seems to give you is that it pins your comments to the top of replies. That's it. Yep. Like when you look at the replies yep. of something, it's like here's ten blue people before you get to a single not blue person. Like they're clearly just in a category that's just sorted above the other ones, and it's awful. It's the, that's what pushes you over the edge. Is that every single like. Every single piece of news about like like queerness or so on, every single time it's like like oh a bad thing happened, good, and here's why you stay away from kids and blah blah blah, and that's like thirty replies like that, and they're all blue, and I'm like that's what broke me is like every single news tweet is just homophobes being all the top replies because they pay for Twitter. Yeah, because it's just so Elon dumb. <laughs> throws. That's the. It's so weird that Elon Musk should just set up a, um, a, a Patreon. That's all he needs to do. He doesn't need to buy Twitter. Set up a Patreon. That's fine. You, you know, they call it the the eight dollars a month Patreon it's, for Twitter. No, not for Twitter. Just for him. It's just like you want to pay Elon for, Musk. <laughs> for Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like funny. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, to, to with, with his cult of fans, he probably should just have a Patreon akin to like 
yeah. uh, Jordan Peterson and whatnot. Like, it's just a Patreon that's like, you like you like me for some reason. I won't give, give you anything money. back. Here's Give me so money dumb. for some reason. It's just, <laughs> just, that's why you paid for Twitter, right? You just were yeah. in the cult of Elon and wanted to give me money for it... some reason. Me, the guy that so has all that... the money already. Now that everybody is blue, how is the whole, like, can I just make a uh, an account that is blue and is like the president of the United States with a blue check mark? Yes. 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 It's That's still going on? People yeah. can't impersonate? Yeah. Allegedly, a memo leaked from Elon himself, like last week, where he was mad that there was no way to block people from impersonating him with Twitter blue. <laughs> Just think about that for like Just two seconds. Just did minutes. that. He did him. that. <laughs> yeah. He was very mad. He was like, why can't we do this? And they were like, there's there's no way. There are other people on the planet named Elon, sir. Yeah. And he was like, that's not fair. But you also, <laughs> yeah, it's also like you personally decided that it was this. You're like, all you had to do was be like, ah, oh, there's a subscription service. It makes you, it, it's you're going to be a premium Twitter tweeter. It's to, you, you get a premium badge for paying for premium tweeter and then you get your premium perks or whatever. But specifically, because of the conservative grudge against against verified accounts in the, in the before days, which yep. people are basically don't re remember now because all I can think about is the new wave of verified people. It used to be a conservative uh, talking point over and over again that that blue check marks were these evil liberal mind virus taking over the Internet. And so this was all about sticking it to the blue check marks and and quote unquote democratizing it by, by, of course, charging for it when it used to be free. Uh, and so now you, so now it has to be a blue check mark and it has to be called verified, even though it verifies nothing and in no way shows that your identity is what it is. And so he just fucking throws it to everybody. It's like, congratulations, you can be quote unquote verified. You can call yourself McDonald's and you're verified McDonald's, even though that's not what any word means and it doesn't have the status it used to except for the one week of people being confused and causing massive news <laughs> stuff to happen by impersonating uh, a, a, uh major corporations and ruining their stock values and stuff which was fantastic just incredible experience uh <laughs> now it's just pointless and yeah and, and and like it doesn't even accomplish what it does like now that everyone knows after a few days it's ultimately mm -hmm. pointless because you can just highlight it and it just says verified this person paid for Twitter. Like it, it has to tell you what verified means. And in this case, it means it's not verified. It's just fake verified. It's mouse over verified. You, you, you shine your light on the invisible ink and it's like, just kidding. I just paid money. But he also keeps <laughs> forcing so verification absurd. on other people that don't want it. Like Hank Green has verification whether he wants it or not. Uh, Drill kept getting verification Wait, does and then it say, Does it say that Hank Green paid? I don't I yes, don't know it, if it specifies it did. I think it lies. Yeah, I think it I think it basically pretends that he that he's paying for it, even though it also says Isn't he's had slander? it since like twenty eighteen. It kind is, of yes. And so there I, is a class action lawsuit being planned for this because it is false advertisement. It's using yeah. them to advertise. Or, yeah, product. that's even Yeah, so he, yeah, he uses angle. high profile uh Twitter accounts to pretend that people are buying this product that actually are influencers on some level and they're actively rebelling against it, like Drill, that one like comedy account keeps getting verified 
and he keeps changing his name to get rid of the check mark and it keeps coming back like they keep re-verifying him manually when he's actively trying to get rid of it by changing his name because that's how you break verification because the only tenuous idea yeah. that it's verifying anything is that it's your name is supposed to be correct and changing your name is supposed to break that. So he keeps changing it over and over again and they keep giving it back. It's like, <laughs> this is such a shit show. This is so fucking embarrassing to just everyone involved in this company. It's One of the, so the funniest things about this whole scenario, too, is that... Uh, Ultimately, and this is just it's just kind of insane to even think about, but uh, Drill quit Twitter last night because of this. And his his last tweet was a picture of Elon Musk jerking off onto the floor and shooting himself in the head at the same time. Oh, yeah. So the he's, ball, the he's getting banned. Yeah, he's going to get banned for sure at this point. But good for him, man. What a hero. Yeah. Here's my pro tip to all of the furries out there that want to browse furry art on Twitter, but they can't because their website doesn't work at all. Go to all of your just go to your favorite uh, furries accounts that you have memorized and just can find without having to browse Twitter because Twitter doesn't work. Uh, get to their profile. Click on their likes tab. You can just scroll forever. It doesn't it doesn't limit you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So like they, the whole point is to make you not like retrieve tweets you can you can just browse forever in someone's like tab unless they fix it or something which completely stops the whole idea that they're stopping you from recalling tweets because those aren't like things you saw today just being shown again if somebody else's likes but yeah their likes are not rate limited so you could just sit there and scroll all day so what Leland did is that he functionally turned twitter into shitty tumblr where you're yes, just like you just browse yeah. somebody else's blog essentially because that's just that's just if I wanted to see art yesterday, when it first was yesterday was the day it start first started, I just had to just click on like Mash or Jimmy or someone and just start scrolling down their likes. So I'm like, all right, well here's art at least. This is this is not not art because I'm getting absolutely nothing on the actual uh, feed. And this is this is on a website where you can't browse your own profile. Like your own profile won't show its <laughs> tweets if they were well, in you can the six hundred. Yeah, you can browse your own likes, but you can't browse your own tweets. <laughs> it's just such wow. it's so stupid. It's so frustrating. It's My it God. was to to just to illustrate how broken this experience was, like for posterity and also for anyone who just didn't experience it yesterday and who knows what it'll be like today or tomorrow or day to day. It's a moving thing, I'm sure. This website was so unusable but still half functioning that like you got notifications for whenever somebody liked your posts and you got and you would get reply notifications. So if you're in your notifications, you would see replies to your posts. You would then click on the reply and it wouldn't load the thread. So you couldn't see what they were talking about, about your own posts. You couldn't see your own posts that they were replying to, to for context for what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> like That's... you could and that, but, but <laughs> <laughs> but like you could but sometimes you could click on the likes so like sometimes you'd click on the like to load your own post so like the only way to navigate through my own posts was to click was for somebody else to like my post and then i could click on the like notification and that would show me my post which i couldn't see if it was a reply but i could see if it was a like and then i could click the the reply button for my own post and i could add to that thread at that point by doing it that way in which case i would type my reply to my own post hit post and it wouldn't appear because I, i'm not allowed to show any, any new tweets so i can't see my own reply 
So the only way I know the reply got sent is if I then later get a like on that post from somebody later in my feed. I'm like, okay, I guess I, I guess it went through. <laughs> so if I like wanted to just do a basic like add on to a previous post that I knew was there and that people were seeing and reacting to, I couldn't see it on my own account. So I just had to navigate this like insane series of notifications to then shadow post my own post to then like be like, I I message I I think I sent it. <laughs> I just hope for the best. It's comical. Holy it was. Crap. It was. It was honestly, as a one-day experience, it was entertaining. Uh, as just like, a, like it's a horrible way for the site to work. But the number of bizarre workarounds and nonsense that was happening the whole time was was pretty entertaining. And seeing seeing the ways that this just nightmare would manifest was, a, I was, I was having a good time. Uh, <laughs> Twitter's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bad sight. Uh, I I rage quit out of it because I just it made me mad. <laughs> it was so stupid. I don't even like Twitter to begin with. I I I do post dumb things that come out of my brain and random pictures, and that's all I use it for. And it's like it's nice to interact with people. I really like seeing everyone like like my tweets. It gives me a lot of validation. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, bruh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up with this shit ass literal man baby. And the way that he handles this stuff every single day just to, like, interact with people I like, you know, the, the mass army of blue checks that I, like, don't even want to see, you know, like, there's just no point in it. Um, so hopefully Twitter crashes and burns. That would be great. Uh, and I would love to go to literally any other site. Um, it would be great if we could splinter back into, you know, smaller community based websites instead. Uh, that would make me super thrilled um, because uh, yeah, the way Twitter works now is is fundamentally unusable and unhealthy and bad, I think, for the universe. And I think that we should be doing literally anything else <laughs> on social media. Um, one one person in chat says, uh, and I want to talk about this really specifically. Someone says, hey, guys, what about Elon Musk's work on neurochip brain implants? Do you guys think humans with cyber Ooh, brain implants will become our future very soon? <laughs> Fucking no. That is a gigantic is so scam. It that did is, not work. <laughs> like, is, yeah. That is the worst thing that Elon Musk has done. It's like worse no, than the tunnel where they put a Tesla in the tunnel. There's like no yeah. reason to think that a brain and a chip could even interact generally. That's no, literally... It can, we, but we not in the way you have neural things. implants already. It's yeah. just that's not the Blade Runner future that people think it is. And Elon yeah. Musk selling it as such is like such a ridiculous no. scam so no it will not work i'm sorry to break that that truth to you that is not something we will see in our lifetime you will not be browsing hypnospace in your sleep unfortunately it's not gonna work that way one of elon musk's entire bits is just to look at sci-fi where literally nothing has to exist in any realistic way whatsoever you can just write things you can just make things up and then it turns around and like acts like he's going to cause it to happen like, I'm going to make that now. He just, he literally, he's like violating people's like fucking, uh, I like, he's, 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 he's basically, IP. He's, yeah, not IP, like he's like, he's like violating copyright and stealing fictional concepts and then being like, aha, that's my invention. I'm going to make that for real. And then lo and behold, he does not in fact make that. Doesn't work. And that's the outcome. It <laughs> doesn't work at all. Because tur oh turns out like you can't just skip to the end product of like, aha, there was a hollow deck in star trek where people could visit sherlock holmes and he was like a complete ai recreation of sherlock holmes that could innovate 
in, in in and improvised like a real person and the entire world reacted like it was real and like there was physical objects in the environment you could physically pick up and interact with and i'm like cool that's a cool concept for a thought experiment fictional show made of, of special effects you can't just say you're gonna make that and be like haha give me money venture capitalism well you can do that that's how the no you literally can do that i'm just saying like that people believing in any of it is like yeah that's insane i'm like that's he literally just lies he's just lying every time he just lies yeah yeah i yeah (laughs) the person the person i just literally just read the 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 response from just asked if we were reading live chat yes we are reading chat but it's we're also talking in a podcast so it takes time to get to stuff So now it's two out of three for us. Uh, uh, Andrew is not with us today, so I don't... Is Andrew still on Twitter? Mm, I think he is. Okay, so it's two out of four that have left Twitter. We're all going to still leave Twitter until I taunt Toaster back into place by sending him annoying things he can't see without logging in. <laughs> Keith is saying that he sent me too much porn, and I had to I had to re-enable my account in order to. That is look literally at it. what happened. Uh, he couldn't view posts because he didn't have an account on Twitter, and so that's what led to him re-enabling his account because he disabled it back in like December or something when the Ceylon thing first happened. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm off this website." Yeah, and they started using it even harder than ever before, and then he's off again. I- well, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. You just you 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 put the you scream into the void, and the void likes your screaming, and it yeah. just it works really well for you. Yeah, they they like you. They're gonna miss you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do, do they really like me, or do they like me making jokes about my bulge? I don't know. Probably, probably the second one. Though I think those two are intrinsically related. <laughs> <laughs> How do you separate toaster from the bulls jokes? Are the can know, one hard. truly it, live without the other? Exactly. No, the answer is no. But I don't know. Twitter's whatever. I'm just I am looking I'm looking forward to seeing what comes up next, right? Like the the next internet website that everyone flocks to i i am curious what it will end up being i'm curious if it will be as big as twitter i'm hoping no i'm hoping facebook dies too i don't want to move to instagram i don't want to move back to tumblr tumblr doesn't allow nsfw uh don't believe the hype that they're unbanning nsfw they are not their rules have not changed you are still allowed to have like tasteful nude art like fancy photography that shows side boob like you're not allowed to to put like porn comics on the internet anymore uh it's it's just bad like there's just no community fandom site outside of small micro sites and you know what i'm almost i'm pretty much fine with that i want to go back to the old internet where fan sites existed and communities had specific locations that they they congregated in and i don't i just don't want to deal with like this sort of stuff anymore i don't want to have to deal with this screaming maw of the internet all congregating on one website yeah yeah it's just i i I, I just don't i like the part where we have algorithmically boosted art yeah i don't want to lose that part 
like the, the market has largely decided and people don't really love the idea of spending all their time on like completely linear gallery posting websites where there's just the front page that's the entire site at once and then your personal notifications that's just chronologically sorted inbox of the people you've subscribed to and no discoverability system whatsoever yeah like that's like that's has its value and it's definitely it's definitely like i would prefer to have twitter but for art where you actually have like a gallery feature where you can separate meme reaction gifs from your actual stuff you worked on and be have it be browsable and so on but uh the two we're, we're stuck with two extremes where we can only use uh twitter that's just a massive mess of how who what what lives and what fails who knows but sure is a lot of stuff to scroll through versus like like old gallery sites where it's literally just like here's like the, those sites really only work as being like here's the once you already know somebody exists and you manually choose to browse their gallery you can look through all of their stuff in chronological order and enjoy that but you can't like find stuff and discover stuff and there's no like continued browsing experience beyond the little spurts of like i'm looking at this gallery now yeah yeah i mean there just hasn't been a good one and like and i've been looking i i genuinely search for you know these kinds of sites pretty frequently uh and you know there's there's some good stuff and we have like image boards and things like that especially for the furry community but like in general there just isn't really a great medium-sized <laughs> place to hang out yeah. um, and there are definitely there are some cool the people have to be there and where where the people are and yeah. aren't determines the population irrespective of the actual function of the site yeah and like i don't think mastodon is the answer i think it's too difficult to use it's too complicated yeah. it's too closed i like the idea behind it like the federated the usage of the site and like i think blue sky is is up there as well in terms of like what could be a twitter replacement no matter how shitty jack dorsey also is but um i think i just it's it's hard it's hard to find a replacement for what was the old internet's uh kind of forum culture you know is like the best way to describe it like well there's discord there's discord but that's also hyper small communities there is not a single discord yeah. server that is usable in the same sense that like a gaia online or a uh, or a something awful was in its height you know um and those sites still exist but they're not they're not you know for yeah. these kinds of communities and they have they have stricter rules and stuff but uh, my point is we used to really have uh we used to really have older more mass communication that was slower and a little bit more gated and like i think about tumblr in like 2011 the golden age of tumblr and that was literally the perfect social network even with its issues it was so good for finding things it was so good for networking it was a great social site and it was a great uh like uh it's a word i'm looking for um curation site where you could like find mm. and spread stuff really quickly and really easily and like actually find stuff that you liked but uh you know once they banned nsfw it really put a hamper on fandom works and and it's not even just a porn thing it's a it's like a community building like how modern fandom interacts with media just got so hampered by it and so screwed and then with promoted posts and stuff like that it just changed the way the site worked so much I don't think there's a way to fix that, really. And I don't think that we can we can exist in these hyper large communities anymore because they cost so much to run 
and uh, are such a hotbed for like shitty advertiser decisions. Saying that as someone who does market research for advertising, like I think the era of these hyper large sites just doesn't it's not going to last. It doesn't work the way that we wish it would. And like the way that modern people want to use the Internet, which is like with ad block and stuff also just is counter to how these sites need to operate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like there's just no getting around it. Like, I feel like. I don't know. I, I I wish that we could go back to Web 1.0. You know, like I want I want to go back to the geo the GeoCities Web Ring world. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Check out the web page for my Counter Strike clan. It auto plays exactly. That's what I'm talking on about. This infinite tiling background. It's yeah. The, I don't think there's ever we're not we're never going back in in any shape or form. Yeah. And and like that's actually the difference between web um one point oh and web two point oh and uh and the sort of evolution that we had from from the sort of isolated static very webmaster driven uh, or the the type of updates would have, would be done always sort of from from a a, a very editorial way. That was yep. that's what you're referring to, <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and the evolution to what the internet started to be uh, at the turn of the millennium is the reason why Web 3.0 is just nothing. <laughs> it's the whole yeah. thing about about <laughs> oh we're gonna make it in the blockchain. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like we uh, the back end of the web of Web 2.0 also changed tremendously since the 2000s. And it, it keeps changing tremendously to the point where it's it's I, I it's unfathomable to me. I, I couldn't understand how websites were run in the whole Apache situation back in the in the two thousand in the two thousand and ten and around there. But these days I, I don't even try to because the the whole the whole back end and then server and like the I think they use I don't even know the names of the, what they use these days for, like, if you just run a website on AWS, which is the Amazon Web Servers or Web Service. I don't actually know what the S Web Services, for. yeah. The, like, you need to do allocate stacks and all sorts of weird terms that I'm not familiar with because I don't. I only deal with front end. And, uh, it, like, it, the evolution of the internet on the back end keeps going. It doesn't affect what the internet is. It's what people do with it, and I think what people do with it is is just it. yeah. There's never going back. I I personally don't. I think I I don't miss the web 1.0 days, but I think that's because I'm very. I value. Like I I, I don't miss I I I don't have fear of missing out too much in many things, which means sure. that. I'm okay yeah. with small communities that are just fun to hang out. Yeah. Um, but I, I like obviously I see the value of of having access to tremendous repositories of of uh, news or or uh, art or music things like that. And whenever it's user generated, it's it's uh, you know it obviously it's it's complicated. If it's going to be big, it's going to have to be uh, either community owned which it, it's never going to happen because capitalism or the companies that own it need to be trustworthy which is never going to happen because of capitalism 
So, well, I mean, even community-owned sites, though, like, the thing is, is that as you scale, this kind of gets to what we were talking about prior to the podcast starting, but, like, as you scale up, things become more expensive and more and more expensive the, the more scaled up they get, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. it it you can only support a community of a certain size. That's it. That's just, like, there's a limit to how much you can do, even if it's community-owned, because of how... Uh, how expensive it is to run just stuff like this. Yeah, like it's yeah. not. What I'm saying, like when I'm thinking of community owned, I, I mean like, like what, like DeviantArt, for example. Um, yeah. It's a very but, top down sort of. But website, that's a good right? example though. DeviantArt slowly had to move away from being community owned, not yeah. just for capitalism reasons, but because the site was so big because that the... they couldn't afford their hosting. <laughs> so they started chasing advertiser money. It's not mm -hmm. just a pure, we want to make profit thing. It's a, oh no, we hit a point it's the that economical. made us too big. Yeah. yeah, it's economical kind of reality. Yeah. And it's just, it, it becomes this issue where like, yeah, maybe there are literally just too many people trying to, to conglomerate on these sites, you know? And at a certain point, and this isn't me defending the, you know, the, the capitalist side of this where it's like, you know, oh, like they have to charge to make stuff. But like at a certain point, like, yeah, that's like the only way to make a site like this work is to charge for it because it's it's too expensive to, to run. Otherwise, there's too many people and too many conflicting interests um, mm -hmm. for this to function. Well, I, yeah. I think that's the that's a that's a sort of roadblock that even many websites in the past like Mega Upload and Destructoid yes. and uh, Demon. What was it called? I never paid for those websites, but I know they they like started out free and you know, like all like it was all good and like oh we can we offer this service that's so much better than the competition. And then after a year, they start okay now we need to charge a little, but we're still better. And then, you know, yeah, they, they eventually fade into obscurity or go bankrupt altogether. I mean, I also think the, the fact of the matter is there's just never going to be a, a, a free, ex fully accessible website that is good. I mean, I think that's like for, especially <laughs> for social networks. Um, yeah. And that kind of that kind of gets I to agree. why I miss Web 1.0, which is that uh, I, I've talked about this a lot, but the Internet used to be a destination. It used to be a place we had to spend time and effort to access. You couldn't just pull your phone out of your pocket, open an app, and type your shitty opinions out into the void, and then close it as if it, it has zero consequence. Like, it's just not how the internet used to work. It used to be a thing that you needed to, like, use your phone line to access. You couldn't accept calls anymore when you were running on it. You had to know how to navigate. You had to know a website's name to go to it because search engines weren't as good as they are now and for Stupid a long time straight up did not exist. Like, mm -hmm. you had to have navigation skills to use the internet which meant the people who were on the internet were the people who wanted to be there and the people who knew how to use it um and so like if you wanted to have a website cool you could make a website you got to learn how to make a fucking website you couldn't just go to squarespace throw a template up and scam people into buying from your shitty stolen art red bubble 
uh, site. And that's not to say that scams didn't exist on the Internet. They did. But like the barrier to entry was high. And what that means is that there was a very large filter towards who could get in and who could not. And there are bad reasons for this and there are good reasons for this. And there's good consequences and bad consequences for this. Uh, But for lack of a better word, like the Internet was gate kept. And I'm saying this in the academic sense, not the shitty fandom discord sense of like gatekeeping, but like it is easier to self-select into engaged communities when there is a barrier of entry gatekeeping out the people who are going to be toxic and and problematic to those communities. And how does this apply to Twitter, right? Twitter is a site of massive scale where Everyone is talking. Everyone is screaming. It is almost impossible to differentiate uh, people who are knowledgeable from people who are not and who are just kind of taking the piss. It's impossible to determine who's a troll and who's sincere. It's impossible to determine uh, just what the fuck is going on ever. It costs a shitload to run, and it's just horrible for everyone's mental health because, like, it, it, you have an anti-vaxxer screaming at uh, a actual scientist who knows what they're talking about, and there's no differentiation in the algorithmically between what one is saying and what another is saying, right? That's a problem. But back in the day, you wouldn't have nearly as much of that because using the internet was something you had to actually put effort into doing and kind of cost you something to do. Um And that is not the way it used to be. That's not the way it is anymore. We put phones and computers in our pockets and we completely broke down the barrier between the real world and the wired. And all of a sudden, the Internet became fucking garbage. And it was like almost overnight when, you know, the 2010 era of Facebook moms started where every (laughs) single person suddenly started getting on Facebook and your parents started getting Twitter. And you just that that is when like the fan site and and the uh, the community driven website kind of stopped functioning because the scale suddenly exploded. Um, And it's just. It's unfathomable now. I remember back in the day in like 2005, I was using Gaia online as like a fifth, sixth grader or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Gaia online was the biggest forum on the Internet because it had 1.2 million users. Can you imagine a website with 1.2 million users being the largest thing on the Internet anymore? That's fucking unbelievable. That was such a small (laughs) number. But now Twitter has like 2 billion users. And like, like that was not a thing you could even imagine back in the day. Or like, you know, and like, yes, obviously, as more people, you know, use stuff and things become more accessible, the scale will increase. But at a certain point, I don't know if that's a good thing. And I miss the days of when the Internet was harder to access and people had to self-select into doing it because it was honestly just a less awful place to navigate back in the day by comparison. Yeah, I. I I think I understand where you're coming from. I disengage a lot with uh, (laughs) with the the modern day Internet thing in my soul. Like I, yeah, was, I remember, I remember being on MySpace and 
it was like this weird like you had to go to other people's profiles to interact and then like actively seek out interactions like it was it was very much like and it, it had like it was like built in to have an extra layer of like barrier to it essentially which was a weird choice at the time like that, that that's how myspace worked was like you have your own yeah. blog essentially and all interaction pretty much comes from choosing to go to other people's blogs basically so then facebook coming in and having the wall as it was called at the, i think at the time was this like yep. the uh the feed that we're used to now on like facebook and twitter and so on like that was a new idea it was like here's this unified location facebook's the wall that has all of the things people are posting in some kind of order and so it becomes this like collective experience was like a cool different way of being able to like share youtube links and and like talk to people in a more like broad way amongst your friend groups and so on and then there was just this very stark like noticeable drop where like it went from being this thing that all of your high school friends were all on at the same time to being the pa the place where your parents and your grandparents were suddenly on and everyone else was just trying to run away because now it's like all of the like not even just like how oh, i'm i'm charmingly old and don't know how to use this very well quickly turned into like horrifying political opinions and fucked up discourse and also the sense that you like you're being observed in what was what felt like a private place because now all the fucking people that you specifically were there not to interact with were also yeah. there and it's just it became a completely miserable site and it's like and also like these people were so because they didn't grow up on the internet they were so bad at being on the internet that they often like were the most vile types of people as far as like forgetting that the people they're talking to are human beings that they literally know in real life and would say like vicious shit so like the number of times that i had to deal with like people i knew in real life that are from older generations just saying absolutely awful stuff to me on the internet and then i'm supposed to like make nice with them when we show up in person again as if those were like separate as if we're as if we're not the same yeah. people that were just interacting like i just deleted my account eventually because i could not handle how many stupid fights i was getting in with old conservatives that for usually just pointing out even the most minor things like it just it just, it just didn't matter like my breaking yeah. point my breaking point was the fact was this fight over like wasn't even supposed to be a fight i was just me pointing out like you know how they post the same fucking like propaganda memes over and over again that are just overtly false like the black on black crime one for example and so on like there's the same infographics posted over and over again that were just literally just made up images full of nonsense text usually but even if they were based on any level of statistics they were just making a false argument yep. and th this one was juxtaposing uh assault rifle deaths in the united states versus deaths caused by medical malpractice and i'm like <laughs> i can't believe i have to explain why this isn't a comparison that makes any sense but here we go and me doing that it was like a breaking point where i got so i got so viciously attacked like for me as a person not just like what I said, but like like me, people just just all the acid pouring out and people just being furious with me when they're people I knew and I was supposed to be nice yeah. to in the future and shit. And I'm like, this is you guys are not ready for the Internet. This is just horrible. And that was the that was the yeah. beginning. Like I, I, I left Facebook and all those people with all the young people gone now or unchallenged and even going further and further into all their creepy little like 
Facebook groups that are all just spewing anti-Semitic shit day in and day out. And like, because it's like a propaganda machine specifically for, it's like perfectly tuned for these older minds that do not know what they're doing on the, on this internet and just get sucked into stuff and believe everything that they read. They just got, I watched just a whole series of, of people that were like 50 plus just get warped, like comically yeah. like propagandized and just started believing insane conspiracy theories and that's how and like getting sucked into like alex jones and project veritas and all this other stuff and it just it worked so effectively like i watched the internet turn into a cute place where you share badger 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 on facebook to being like fucking horrors beyond comprehension that that ruin family bonds and that was not a good that was not progress. Like the, the internet did not get yeah. better. It has not been getting more advanced and more impressive. It's only been getting worse over the last ten years. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy too because I, I think about this aspect of it pretty pretty frequently. But like again, the internet by nature of of being a place that you had to spend time to access and put effort into accessing it wasn't reality when i was a kid growing up and like yeah there was horrible shit on the internet like 4chan i was there in the early days like i saw all the terrible shit that was there this is not to say that the internet did not have problems back then it did it was awful in a lot of similar ways but it was also mitigated by the fact that it was a very not real space what do i mean by that uh you had to go to a location, to a terminal, to access the internet. And because of that, there was not a, there wasn't a connection between really who you were or what you were doing in the real world with what you did online. I would go and be a different person online, for lack of a better word, than I was in real life. And when I got off the computer, that person did not exist anymore like the person i was in reality irl was very different than the person i was on the computer and this wasn't like a me masquerading or anything like that it's just it was a completely different form of socialization you did not act in the same way as you do now and that disappeared when all of a sudden everyone could just be clued in all the time to what was happening on the internet. So the internet stopped being its own location and instead became like overlaid on top of reality around us the moment smartphones mm. became popular. So instead of it being like, oh, I read this article on IGN, here's this reviewer's take, um, it became this person is saying this right now to me. And that is a huge difference in how you interact and how you exist on a mass global communication network. And yeah, things like Twitter and the internet have done a fantastic job for uh, allowing things like uh, political disobedience and and uh, unionization and political education and, and in many exactly well. advocacy and stuff. Yeah. All that stuff is great. But it comes with a large caveat that the average moment-to-moment -moment experience of the internet is now great. All of the people that I don't like in the real world and don't want to be part of my life 
now directly have access to my brain and are screaming into my skull every waking moment of every day. And all I need to do to access that is look at the little computer square I have in my pocket that I need to use for every single thing in my daily life. That is insane. When I was young, if I went online and I found some site that had like neo-Nazis on it, I could I could just not go to that site and it would not cross over with any other site because the Internet was decentralized and people stuck to their spaces. Now, if I go on Twitter and I go to look at my friends posts and I look at the replies, it's neo-Nazis in the replies because everyone uses Twitter including all the neo-Nazis, and all of them pay for Twitter blue. That's fucked up. That is some seriously fucked up shit. Yeah. And, like, there was I a think period the of time only where, way... Like, we had tiny micro-communities of nightmare people that had no impact on reality because they were just on a different planet over there on that one website, and they just had so little reach and impact. But not only did those groups get so many, like so much worse through all the different morphs and versions of like 8chan and 8kun and shit like that. Like this, that part of the internet just straight up just gave us fucking like QAnon. Like it became yeah. a worldwide phenomenon that these people had so much reach that they could affect reality to such an extent. And like it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's brutal. <laughs> like it, it, it's, we can't. No one can actually parse how this internet works, and it's it's actively making life worse. Yeah. So, long story short, that's why I deleted my Twitter. Because fuck it, you know? Yeah, I, I don't need it in the long run. And, like, would I like to be able to use Twitter and not uh, think that it's the worst thing in the world? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if that's feasible, so... Guess I'm just out of there. Find me on on Telegram and in Discord at Toasted Ringtail. There you go. If you really need access to my my dumb thoughts most of the time, you can find me there. I congratulate you on on your uh, on your decision. I think it worked for me. So I, I stopped using Twitter. I think a little bit before Elon Musk bought it. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I didn't. Didn't private, uh, didn't private my uh, account, didn't delete or anything. And over time, well, actually a, a month ago, I, I privated it. Um, but, you know, I, I just have not been using Twitter. And I think the fact that I can still go there if I want to, can check my notifications that are, there's no notifications, but, um, you know, to just use Twitter if I want to has helped me mm -hmm. uh, not use it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's easier that way, I feel. Uh, not that I, I mean, I'm not a very... the most infuriating liberal response. <laughs> I just want to call this person out. I can't, I can't not. Completely agree. You can no longer hide or ignore the hate. It's always been there, just not in your face. That's why it's so important to vote and make your voice heard. Speaking as a queer person, mm. uh, voting doesn't do fuck shit. At no point in the history yep. of my life has voting left in any way for because it's not the left. It's they're just centrists that aren't far right weirdos. That's all the Democrats are They They actively do nothing most of the time uh, in the entire history of being a queer person that votes Democrat. 
I hate to break it to you, they haven't done shit for me. All they do is not do worse shit most of the time. That's the best you can expect is inaction. Mm-hmm. Like the entire history of queer rights being advanced is pretty much exclusively uh, ext- uh, Supreme Court choices made by non-elected officials. We don't elect the Supreme Court. And in fact, the the the, the Republicans will actively break rules and fuck with, with decorum to a- actively avoid even letting a d- Democrat president uh, elect supreme court justices while they're in while they're literally the ones in control and are supposed to be doing it and they'll just to sit there and fair. twiddle their thumbs and be sad little babies about it the whole time be like guess i can't do anything it's just like obama yeah. was trash every leftist every fucking democrat uh president is trash and does not stand up for us and does not care about us and does and literally just uses the threat of the right as incentive to vote for them as while prop, still not yeah. giving us anything like it's it's garbage it's all garbage and now the Supreme Court is stacked massively against us and will be for a very long time. And we have no power to change that by voting. Voting will never change that. So we get to just look at a long future of potentially having our rights stripped away month to month, including one that was very strategically and specifically done on the last day of Pride Month just to fuck with us. Just so that we get the message clear that we're unwanted and unsafe and that they're actively targeting us and making these choices on purpose to target us as a community specifically and that we have no power to stop them. There is no voice heard in voting. There's bricks in the future. That's the only way things happening. <laughs> voting is nothing. Yeah, yeah. If anything, withholding withholding your vote um, is m- possibly more powerful because the Democrats actually can do something about the, the Supreme Court because uh, they can institute uh, term limits, for example. They can stack the Supreme Court. They can... That's that's the two things that I know they can do, um, but they have no incentive whatsoever to do it because the Supreme Court being as it is, and the overall narrative of uh, of people being like, let's vote to try to offset uh, the bad things that exist. The more the things are bad, the more votes they get, and that's that's the whole that's yeah. a, their whole strategy. They literally benefit and, from the threat that things yeah. will get worse because that means like, well, you don't want the Republicans, right? You better vote for us. So they benefit from the Republicans behaving the way they do. And that's why we have this dynamic where every single rule break possible and every breach of decorum possible to get to fight dirty and do it and do what you can to get what you want is being done by the Republicans exclusively. And then the fucking Democrats always pretend they're taking the high road and that we're not going to sink to the level. They just do really what they're doing is they're just not fucking fighting for us. They're trash. I They're think, horrible people. <laughs> I think there is a moral versus an ethical obligation here as well, though, which is to say one must choose choices that result in the least harm while also taking action to disrupt the systems in place that cause oppression. So I think that is a more metered uh, way of looking at this idea of like one must vote to get their voice heard. It's like, yeah, you should probably vote, but also like, unionize and protest and throw bricks yeah. at windows 100%. and get rid of uh cops and 100%. 100%. and demilitarize the police and, and do everything you possibly humanly can to to cause uh cause change but voting no will not will not get the voice heard you need to vote 
in the middle of protesting and in the middle of causing civil disruption and and stand and actually stand up for what you believe in, which is something that most people do not do because they think that we should just be civilized and nice. The um, problem. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I like the thing with liberal brain rot, though, is that it really comes from an honest place when people say stuff yeah. like vote and be civilized and play by the rules because the rules are in place uh yeah and the rules are fair uh and we we can we can win if we if we do things yeah. correctly the exactly. problem with that is that it comes from a from a very partisan is not the word but i'm going to use it sort of in its root way it comes from a partisan perspective of life in the sense that yeah. it's like a club or like a it's like my team it's the whole thing about did you guys saw the did you guys see the uh the just top oil uh, protests in in london i think like a yeah three or four yep, yep. weeks back they keep they keep uh, they, they keep protesting and god bless them but um there was this guy um this cyclist dude um that uh, that showed up and and was pro counter protesting the protesters so just stop oil was uh, basically stopping the traffic and they were like holding banners and doing a protest that you know as you, as you can imagine if you didn't see the news and uh, this cyclist dude shows up and is like you guys are just hurting the cause this 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 is not the way to do it because you know they were causing yeah. disruption and stopping the traffic and the, the yeah. word there of just hurting the cause, what like what the cause, cause there, <laughs> well, the cause is the team and the looks that we have and like how yeah. acceptable we are when we def say the things we say. That's the exactly. cause that goes in that person's mind and not the cause of stopping climate change or, or reversing the damage that we have done already. Or, or you know, th that's not the cause that goes in that person's mind. It's the yeah. being accepted for who I am when I say things that oh, climate change is bad. Because I'm sure, like, because that guy was like, oh, I'm a liberal, but you guys, you, you guys are, uh, are, uh, I don't know if he said liberal, but it, it, it extends to that. But you guys are, um, are hurting the cause. And I was just like, I, you're not lying when you say you're not, like you're not putting on an act. You're saying things that you believe, but you are just, your mind is just so d disturbed by this sort of partisan mentality i mean it, co it comes from a perspective yeah it comes from a perspective that like conflict is bad and all things are valid it's just we just have differences of opinion i'm sorry to break it to people and this is going to be a, a tough thing to accept but not all opinions are valid in fact some opinions are shit bad and poorly informed and they can be wrong an opinion can fully 100 percent be wrong uh, it does it being an opinion does not block it from being literally objectively bad and terrible. I'm sorry to break it to you. So when people yeah. uh, when people have these sort of uh, how do I explain it? Uh, perception politics where it's like oh, oh like you're not you're hurting a, the yeah. cause you're hurting the cause because like we're being perceived negatively. It's like yeah. We're going to be perceived negatively by the bad people with bad opinions who want to make the world worse. I'm sorry. Their opinion doesn't matter. They should not be respected. Their opinions should not be listened to. And it's okay to make them feel bad. Being in conflict with them is objectively the right thing for reality. Period. Sorry. Yeah. The, the heat death of the universe doesn't care that your grandpa is just a traditional guy who thinks we have different views of how the world should work. Doesn't mean that he's right. Doesn't mean his opinion should be respected. He's killing the fucking planet. Yeet him into space. I'm sorry. A lot of Nazis yep. had to die for World War II to end. That's just how it works. Yep.
And not enough, not enough of them died, honestly. It's a self-defeating mentality where you literally just like, oh, people take issue with this part of who I am or this part of my ideology. You know, the ideology that's correct. But like people say uh, people specifically fight against this little word or this little part of it. we got to shave that off to, to make the whole thing better. Right. Like that'll fix it somehow. Then we'll like be compromised until we actually reach some kind of solution. Like we just got to keep shaving off every single thing that gets in the way. It's like, no, that's the part that's right. Like it, it, it dips into parts of both queerness and like the furry fandom and so on where there's both elements where like whenever anything's weird or off-putting to straight people or to non-fandom people and so on, people always act like this is like with the furry things. It's like literally like I've literally seen takes along the, the line of like these animal traits. These are why people think you're zoophiles. And uh, and then like with the with queer people just existing, basically, like this is why people think you're perverts. This is why people think you're after kids. It's like that's just queerness no, they... <laughs> and people re people respond as like i'm not even talking about outsiders i'm saying like people within the queer community look at other queers and police and judge them because mm -hmm. they're embarrassed to be associated with other queer people for anything that stands out but the end result yeah. of that thought process is putting everyone in a fucking suit and a button-up shirt and being straight passing until you're just back in the closet like, do, they do not fucking understand what they're saying because they're and in, in many cases, it's like these deeply frustrating, like 20 year olds online that just do not know what they're talking about. And they're not ready for the fact that they are judged and shamed by society and they are being, they are a discriminated against person. And so they think that any kind of thing that people stand out that stands out and people object to is a thing that has to be fixed as opposed to the society around it thinking that way about those people. It's just deeply yeah. frustrating to watch because it's self-defeating ideology that literally is just is queer people turning on each other when we're supposed to be on the same side, which leads to the ideology of being like, it's the LGB movement. We're going to cut off the T because the T is the inconvenient part of queerness right now. It's the one like the entire idea there is that conservatives are most heavily targeting trans people. So the worst queer people just tried to divorce themselves from that entirely and be like, no, we're the better queer people. We're not like the transes. And that's just horrifying. And they this will just come for you next. They're, they They'll don't come win. for you next. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, the problem, I think, comes from that, that what you said. Like, this is why they hate queer people. Like, if you, if you, have, if you like animal traits or whatever, uh, and, and picking on the, the most let's say disruptive sort of uh appearances or whatever and just saying oh no you're 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 the outcast you're the you're the the, the weird one out we're not one of these weirdos yeah 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 so the, the the problem is no that's not why they hate queer people they hate queer people because they're bigots that's the reason yeah. <laughs> it's not the like there's no there's no justification. They will hate you There's if no you're like them. There's no line that we've crossed. It's they just will hate you they... <laughs> if you're like them in everything apart from <laughs> just who you love. It, 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 yeah. Like you can just be exactly like them if they if if it is about who you love, they will hate you. There's no level of pick me that will stop a bigot. There's only absolute denial of that sort of mentality you need to the which, a bigot can be can stop being a bigot that like i'm not saying that a bigot, talking, a bigot like, for life like all like but, all queers doesn't matter like like we're talking about people who get mad when they see a third option on gender selects or they get yeah, mad yeah. when the the phone tree says press one for english like you will never yeah. be good enough for those people when, the, when that when that level of abstraction <laughs> is still too much
Yeah. It's because it, it, it's so silly as well. Like on the other hand, from a pragmatic perspective, every single step away from heteronormative uh, sort of behavior and, and presentations, every single step away from that is better for everybody in the community. And the backlash yeah. is felt for for sure, but the backlash is is a process. I like it's not it's not like people are happy in the closet. You, you you're yeah. not like you come out of the closet and it's the best thing that you've ever done, and you're happy for it. But you feel a backlash anyway. It's like it's still. I'm not invalidating any one person's experience, but it's like. I don't I don't understand how I, I don't understand how people can just have this sort of I think it's a, it's like looking at their own be, uh, like belly button and just be like okay I'm good here so everybody <laughs> everybody needs to to be in the same page that I am or something I don't know it's it's really because they can't deal with the existential horror of the idea that they're completely surrounded by an an, an immovable vast scale of bigotry that they can't process yeah. individually so instead complaining that people wear the wrong type of sleeves or whatever the fuck like something that you can police an individual behavior mm -hmm. they can project onto that and be like if that one thing was different then we'd be accepted that's just the one mistake you're making yeah, yeah. it's like that's which is insane but it makes it feel like <laughs> yeah. a problem that you can approach and 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 it's so much it's so in so much more insane when you actually look at the stories that are used against marginalized communities it doesn't even have just to be a, a queer people it's it's uh racialized people as well and women and it's just like and 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 and, and poor people and disabled people there's just so much propaganda basically it's like so like you think of any one story that people usually quote as a joke or as a justification for not really sort of going along with with this kind of person or or trusting that that kind of person you just think of the the commonplace stories like for example um even simple things like the the, the that that woman that was burned by by coffee i think of mcdonald's coffee and and sued coffee and was basically there's a, there's a, an amazing video i forget who made it though but uh, uh, do you know the 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 us I mean, case it's been like debunked yeah. and readdressed several times over yeah, yeah at this yeah, point yeah. because of how like that entire scenario was just mass it was just it became a meme a massive joke that it became a meme yeah misrepresented uh, it continually and so people but that, that meme was is wide, used as a, in the united states that was a widespread well understood supposedly uh -huh. case that everyone was aware of at the time and it was yeah. just a lie yeah yeah, and it goes back to like the 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 black on black crime statistics that you mentioned earlier, or the the kid that wants a, a litter box in whatever school yeah. that was. Yeah, or or it's straight, all lies, or lies, straight, and lies, or straight mothers throwing a party where because they want to have some titillation and and see an exotic dancer while they're all taking care of their babies, but they have to do it in a specific context of them. Like having a private venue just for people with babies because baby people with babies are actively like not wanted in most venues because of how disruptive babies are. But these moms are just so bored that they want to have their like batch. They want to have like their their baby shower 
situation with an exotic dancer mm -hmm. and that somehow becomes about trans people and drag queens when there are no drag queens or trans yeah. people in the video but libs of tiktok will just post that video and say it's drag queens coming for your children and trying to trans your children one one those are little babies that have no fucking clue what's happening around them and are not taking in information and will not be indoctrinated in this at this age but also it's just a bunch of straight moms throwing a party that has nothing to do with queer people and it becomes a queer people problem because it turns out straight people yeah. are weird. <laughs> like, that's I'm how not propaganda saying works. No... So like, there's no level of behaving yeah. correctly when you don't even have no, to. Just, you don't, you don't even whatever. have to be in the propaganda. They just make yeah. up people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We. 100%. It's just <laughs> one. One of the things I think about here, though, is that like. There is a difference, and, and this is something that I think a lot of people don't understand when we talk about this, is like, there is a difference between being strategic about optics and being pick me. And a lot of, you can easily tell the difference between these two by looking at the intentions behind what's going on. Being strategic about optics is going to a unionization protest and saying, here are our demands. We have made compromises to make our reasonable demands more realistic. So it's like, okay, maybe in a just world, everyone gets 20% royalties on a, on a show that they work on or, you know, whatever, making up numbers here. But we're going to go for 15%. That's optics. That's compromise. That's, that's making strategic decisions. It is, an it is not an optically strong decision to be like, we're going to abandon trans people because we want gay marriage. It's like, that's not fucking how it works. There are very, very different things between these two. So be very careful when people uh, posit themselves as being reasonable. Uh, because being reasonable is uh, basically the first step in the propaganda rulebook is to present something else as unreasonable. There's a really, really great, uh, great book out there. Uh, it's a political theory book. Uh, let me make sure I have the, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, there is a, a book called uh, The Eclipse of Reason, and it's by Max Horkheimer. And it is about how the World War II and the, and the, uh, the rise of the Nazis uh, basically existed entirely by slowly shifting the goalposts in their propaganda by projecting themselves as reasonable and by making reasonable accords and reasonable compromises. Uh, this is extraordinarily scary and extraordinarily effective because it's a very pragmatic way of shifting the Overton window and forcing people into extremism. So whenever someone suggests that they are being more reasonable or that they are making a choice for uh, optics and trying to play strategically, you need to be very, 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 very careful about how you are going about doing this because you're only one step away from radicalizing people under the guise of reason. Yeah. And also, like, it's important to note that... Um, I don't know to what extent it's specific to the right, to right-wing yeah. politics, but as of as it is right now, right-wing uh, propaganda tends to be a lot more comfortable, to just to try to put it in, in relatable terms, to be a lot more comfortable using words and using... Um, there's there's proper terms for what I'm trying to say, but I'm just going to say uh, simple things. Um, using words and using arguments from the from left wing uh, sort yeah. of 
ideas to prop up their goals, the right-wing goals. For example, uh, the re recent uh, abolishment of uh, uh, affirmative action based on race. Is it affirmative action? What is it called? Affirmative? Affirmative action is what you're thinking. Yeah, of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court in the United States abolished the uh, possibility for universities and learning institutions to uh, to uh, uh, basically try to create equity between uh, or between the, among among their students in terms of race ba based on uh, based on race basically. So the the and basically now they can't use race as a as a sort of measure to to tell who they are going to let in and who they're not. Um, and the, and, and like, I'm not talking about specifically that, uh, like how to feel or how people feel about that particular thing. Uh, there's a lot more learned people that, that can do that. But, uh, the point, my point is in the text of the, of the, uh, the Supreme court ruling or however it's called, they say that, or they, they appeal to the notion that race should not be used as a means to dictate the value of people right yeah which is on yeah. prince on principle is a good thing yeah yeah we shouldn't do that yeah but so they will use those arguments to prop up the action that is deliberately racist because what they're doing is they're impeding the universities from actually fighting <laughs> the racist society that they live in and trying to create equity because they're not they're not preventing things for like for example legacy admissions or uh, yes. or uh, people letting people of lower means or women uh, they're they're not preventing any of that affirmative action they are specifically preventing racial affirmative action so it is a specifically racist ruling because it's based on the race yeah uh, and not generalized as preventing affirmative action altogether which would yeah I don't know what the implications of that but my point is. Right-wing propaganda uses uses uh, left-wing talking terms, talking points. Yeah, well, it's just the appropriation of of discourse in a way. Appropriation. That is not that's actually, the term. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's for, the like, idea. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was uh, I I am I've been reading a little bit about uh, the uh, the fascist regime that Portugal had um, and the, mm -hmm. the perception that some historians have and some historians have, have been. Uh, studying and all that. Uh, so there's there's contention in defining the regime as fascist because fascism uh, obviously it's very it's very complicated uh political movement um and uh and something can be fascistic without being fascist and stuff like that. So uh and obviously the, the our our regime lasted beyond the the second world war which also affects a little bit of the optics yeah. that it was forced to take but specifically one and we were talking about race so specifically that um i think um the general perception or not the general perception but some historians look at our regime at, and and say that it it wasn't a, a an overtly racist regime or it wasn't um based on uh or race wasn't a major point of uh of its uh, of the ideology uh and uh while that obviously, you know, that has its limitations, and I'm not accusing any any historians of of uh, just saying this outright without limitations, because you know any any capitalist system is racist by default, and obviously we had colonies, so obviously racism comes in there as well, and a bunch of other things going on. But one of the things that our uh, uh, 
I don't know his role, but basically the prime minister or whatever is the, 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 the leader, Salazar. One of the things he said, uh, I think multiple times, is specifically in the, in the terms of we should not look at the person's race to judge their value. And, every, and in Portugal, people of every color are valued and there's no room for discrimination and things like that. And he would say this outright multiple times. In, in not necessarily in, in species of, of, of uh, it's, it wasn't the, of, at the forefront of his arguments, <laughs> but it was definitely raised as a defense of accu to accusations of racism. Uh, but the truth is, the, the, like we, we have our, our major holiday here in Portugal, which I believe, I don't remember the, oh, it's the 10th of June, that's the one. Now it's just called the Day of Portugal. It was called the Day of the Race, and we had a very generalized, a sort of understanding of the the Lusitan. Well, I don't know the term in English, but it's basically the Portuguese race. So there was yeah. like this myth built around Portuguese people as a, as, a, as sort of a breed apart and racist. Uh, certainly, racist talking points were used, but m very much a racist framing around our nation was. Create, created in the mythology of the, the fascist regime. And what I'm trying to say, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, uh, but I'm tr what I'm trying to say is sometimes it's it, it, you need to look very, very much past the words to see, uh, to see the roots of, of, uh, of people's ideology because they will just deny. It's like Tim Pool saying he's left-wing because he doesn't, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's all... A game of words a lot of the time. Sorry, I went on a tangent, but I've I've just been mired. <laughs> I've been looking. Yeah, <laughs> funny. I mean, it's just it is what it is, and like I, I think that it, it's one of those things that uh, it's just one of those things where uh, I think, unfortunately. We we're stuck in a political situation where uh, people who are very easily manipulated and, but eager to participate are worsening the discourse and making it harder to understand and and follow what is happening. It's a media literacy issue and in general, just a literacy issue. Oh, yeah. And yet. The very forces we are trying to fight against with our discourse are both co-opting our discourse and uh, using the chaos caused by the wide access of this discourse uh, to just make things worse. And that is the way it is. But uh, that's a thing that's happened throughout all of history. But it's just genuinely remarkable that it's continuing to happen and we are still falling for it, which just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone in a good mood. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for me, for I, for me, it's not. This is. I sort of live with this realization uh, every time I. I talk to people in real life, <laughs> well, in, uh, in 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 meat space, as it were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's question: the, Would know, it be different in the U.S. if Bernie was president? If Bernie was elected president mm. the first time, as in instead of Trump, 
Yeah, things would be pretty different. Supreme Court yeah, would be, be really very different. different right now than it is. It would, I mean, I if, would Cl- have, if Clinton was I would elected, have a different things would be list different, of though. rights right now if Bernie Sanders was president in 2016. In addition to not having and, an emotional crisis for a year. <laughs> I mean, things in general, this is also just one of those things where it's like, would things be different if they were different? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they would be. There is in as much as saying that, like, you know, the the left wing, uh, the, the current left wing party in the U.S. is basically just a centrist party. Us saying that they're not here to stand for our rights and not here to actually protect us does not mean that things would not be better if they were in power. They they we would be immediately less threatened at the very least. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean things would be better either. We're not like we're you, not even, political. Even if we, like even if we don't believe that Bernie Sanders would have magically radicalized the country and so on, uh, every time that the right wins the presidential election, they like groups all the way down just get more empowered and more encouraged. And we saw, we had just overt outward bigotry acting confidently because of Trump and his platform and his ability to just be seen as the one in power and his side being seen as correct does make things marginal like like massively worse than it would be if he wasn't there and so just the absence of trump is better than trump so on that level bernie would have been a better candidate but oh my god considering the actual situation that the supreme court was in and how many seats were being filled very rapidly trump's presidency was disastrous for that purpose like on a scale yeah. that is difficult to comprehend because that was basically more powerful than any actual president. Yeah. 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 Like and we just, I, I, we just lost, like we literally just lost abortion rights, affirmative action and, and we're chipping away at LGBT rights again as a direct result of that happening. That was the victory. Yeah. So basically Mitch McConnell is a bigger impact on, uh u.s history right now than joe biden yeah i mean and i think i think part of it too right now though is and part of this question and why it's really bad to frame discussions around this like would it be different if x won instead of y it's like you're i think when you think about things in that minute of a scale you're missing that the conditions that would lead to that occurring would need to be so drastically different as to imply a completely different (laughs) system yeah and it's like if if for bernie sanders to have been elected the entire lead up to that election would have needed to be drastically different there would have needed to be vastly different narratives and you know like so even for the conditions to occur for that to happen yeah things would have needed to be different enough that we probably wouldn't have been in the same scenario we were in to begin with. 100%. 100%. If, if uh, Hillary had lost the, the primaries to Bernie, Trump would have seen be, be, been elected because the Democratic Party would rather not have Bernie than, than yeah. have anything else. They would <laughs> and, actually fight against Bernie inside. Not like maybe not the leadership directly in, uh, in, yeah. on paper, but the amount of money raised for Trump would be absurd even more than yeah. it was already and 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 even more than that like i mean and yes that is absolutely true uh, the, the an even bigger aspect to this is just like public perception would have had to be so different <laughs> that none like mm-hmm. the conversation we would be having right now would be like the yeah, idea the, the the very discourse of american politics would have been different 
if in a world where Bernie won that primary, like we would not have yeah. even been discussing, you know, half of the things that we're talking about right now, because our priorities would be so different that we wouldn't be scared of things like losing our rights to the Supreme Court, you know, being stacked conservatively. Like there are so many reactions down this chain that our our and, and that's not even to say that like Bernie is some savior like he he isn't he's like a he is as he's far a as leftist politics he would go, have been a consequence he's pretty soft leftist oh, in yeah. terms of global leftism like it's not he is not actually that far left he is a social democrat like that's <laughs> not actually that that far left in terms of progressive politics but he and somehow that's still too he, much to hope for <laughs> Exactly. It was like yeah. the idea of that was too scary for uh, American people, despite his, you know, very high uh, his very high uh, popularity rate. That doesn't necessarily translate to very, uh, very successful campaigning and stuff like that. And I'm saying this as someone who literally worked for Bernie's campaign during the election. <laughs> like this was a thing that I was very clued in on uh, the. uh the state of the universe would have needed to be drastically different and the things that we cared about would have needed to be drastically different for for that to have um for that to have come to pass and so trying to frame this all around like if bernie were president would like would we be in where we are right now see you should have listened to me back then it's like yeah but like that is in a sense like a fantasy <laughs> that we need to like really yeah, consider the reality of the situation for when we're talking about like strategic political planning. Um, and that is not to say that like Hillary Clinton was the right pick. I, I fucking campaigned for Bernie. I would have loved it if he won. And I tried my very best to make it so he did. But like the reality of the situation now is that in hindsight, even with hindsight, we can't magically predict what the world would have become like. Because global politics are way more complicated than who wins the presidential election. And the system, uh, the systems that we operate within are so nuanced and so complicated and so reinforced that one change, even at the top of them, does not make a huge difference to uh, every single possible bad thing that occurred in the past few years. Now... That is not me saying that we wouldn't be in a better spot. I think we probably would be in a generic macro level sense. That would have been the future I would have loved to live in. But like, you know, yeah. we can't magically say that things wouldn't have just kind of been a, a, a baseline level of difference uh, or higher than that in a different circumstance. All we can really do is move forward. And that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. You know, like I, my perception of a, of systems like the United States uh, political system is that the the president is is always going to be a consequence of broader political trends, um, and and obviously the 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 whole thing about oh we're it's one v one situation and like we this is everything hinges on this one. Um, decision whenever uh, a presidential election comes around the yeah the work has already been done the 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 table has been set the 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 sort of the sort of uh 
oh, what is it called? Chess. The chess uh, board has already been working for years and years and years, and it's just another piece. And there's not obviously, obviously, uh, yeah. If Bernie, pff, the, if the question is if Trump hadn't won the, the election, then yeah, it, things would have been different for sure. But things would be um, better. Yeah, for, that's like that's an easy question. The question yeah. is how. We we can't say how they would be different, you know. I think yeah, I, I totally agree with you that he's not Supreme he, Court he's not would be savior. pretty different. Yeah, and, yeah. It, but it, that's the thing though is would it though? Because part of the reason why we didn't we weren't able to fill those seats didn't even have to do with like Republicans themselves. It had to do with inaction on part of a Democratic Party as well during times when they had power. So like. Do you think Again, that's a valid timeline? The, Do you think there's a world where the sad baby Democrats managed to not put any new judges into the Supreme Court for an additional four years? Exactly. No, uh, but that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, because it, because of all of these situations. And that's not to say that the that that couldn't have happened. We totally could be in a better spot if we had good leadership and a strong united, you know, le left party that we could do that with. But like, again, we have seen how things progress. We can't say one way or another if things would magically have been better and magically would have worked out because we have been in situations where we were primed to make them work out and no one did anything. <laughs> so, like, there are other systemic changes that need to occur outside of a simple presidential election to guarantee success or set things up for success in a way that also just did not happen. That's what I'm getting at is like, in order for something like, oh, what if Bernie won the election to even have occurred, the drastic real political reality we live in would have needed to be different. Like, for you example, know? abolishing the U.S. Senate. No more Senate. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not uh, kidding. Get rid this of the electoral college is another thing. I, oh, that as well. Oh, that, yeah, that's complicated. I don't have an opinion on that, although I agree. But the U.S. Senate <laughs> is just fundamentally anti-democratic. No. The moment I learned about the Electoral College in high school, it sounded so completely unhinged. Because it was literally just mm -hmm. like, so what we do is you vote, but then we give those votes to like a group of people that like, hypothetically, maybe in some scenario, somehow might know better and vote differently than the will of the people that the, where they were elected by, to, to where their entire purpose is just to convey that vote. Yeah, they, it's like the Supreme Court are, actually ruled on that. We were just so, so like astonishingly like, together. It's like this bizarre like level of like uh, corporateness built into the very concept of America's foundation, where we literally are like, yeah, the way we elect the presidents is we have a middle manager for some reason, and yeah. <laughs> no one can fully justify why it exists that way. Or what? It, or how well, I mean, it would ever improve the outcome of the election? And... Well, we can justify it. They do justify it. It's just bad justification. The no, logic it's like, was it's sincerely unhinged every time. Yeah, like the logic was back in the day, population like cities that had higher populations were unfairly weighted because we have 13 colonies, but like some of them are really far away and it's hard to travel. So of course some places will have lower populations to make it all even will give different representation to different areas, which is stupid. Yeah. It's which always lead, been stupid. But it leads to two unhinged <laughs> outcomes where one, you have just a guy who is supposed to vote for people and can just yes, change his yeah. mind, which is insane. 
but it's also like, yep. hey, here's this whole state. The state has this much population. The state and the state population is worth this many votes. Okay, that's some kind of attempt to equalize uh, vote populations between states, which is its own kind of fucked up where there's this idea where like the least populated state, the people in that state have twice the voting power of the people in California. But actually, the people in the swing states have infinite more voting power than any state that's, that's yeah. a surefire thing, which is own fuckery yeah. mess thing. But also we have individual districts for seemingly no reason that just turn an individual state's votes into a series of points where within an individual state, most of the people's votes don't matter. Like we've done as much yeah. as we possibly can to reduce the level of democracy in a country that tries to call itself one when of course it never has been. But like the fact that it's ever been the will of the people is like so comically obscured because of how many pointless rules there are between just the process of people voting and the president being elected it's unhinged there's no upsides to it as far as i can tell it just leads to there being additional levels of strategy of just like trickery of being like here's the two places yeah. you actually have to campaign and here's the one demographic that matters this election and it's just it's insane and honestly yeah. i i think it will like i i'm i don't want to sound like a doomer um but the United States will die before that state of affairs changes. You know what? Because Do Doomer was my goddamn high school teacher giving us a worksheet where we tried to where we tried to uh, gerrymander a state to change the outcome of the election. That was fucking yeah. cursed. That it was that, yeah. that it's so simple and understandable how broken it is that you can do it as a worksheet as a kid is terrifying. <laughs> reason why I say what I'm saying is the imperial nature of the United States, and by that I mean um, it's very top-heavy when it comes to just the country itself. There's just so yeah, many yeah. things that depend on the country that the the interests, it's not just oh, let's let's try something different this time guys, let's, you know, it's not just about everybody that is in power needs this, the current state of affairs to maintain its power not everybody but the vast majority of them do the gerrymandering happens on both parties and and there's a lot of like individual uh, seats that are dependent on gerrymandering that nobody would ever try to do electoral reform um but the on the other hand as well like i think the even though i think an electoral electoral reform would would not kill the United States or the or its empire, imperial nature. I think the 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 benefit or the the motivations behind it being an empire means that it's just going to get worse, most likely, because the, that's the incentive. It's just to let's let's tighten things down, make it as predictable as possible. And and you know, I think that's why empires fall eventually. It's it's just that the incentives are one way. There's no there's no sort of resetting there's no sort of improving on that on 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 things that are wrong on a, on a moralistic nature or from a moralistic perspective i should say yeah because i mean because at the end of the day what we're arguing for when whenever we argue for democracy it's it, even though there's pragmatic pragmatic arguments i think the most normal arguments to make is are just because it's right it should be the people's will and and we don't yeah. need to Whenever we argue amongst ourselves, certainly, but even with other people, we don't need to go much further than that and just say, yeah, we, things should be democratic. So whenever we're arguing for electoral reform, we don't, we're not talking about pragmatic things. We're talking about moralistic stances a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah.
but obviously I'm the I'm, aristocrats. The aristocrats? It's fine. This is where Keith ends the podcast. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is a breaking conversation. Maybe it is the end of the podcast. I don't know where to go. Just drain now. <laughs> mm. Everybody enjoyed your your sad boy podcast. This wasn't a sad boy podcast. This was a toaster is afraid of toaster's happy. He's not on Twitter anymore so that he doesn't need to deal with the aftermath of whatever people fucking quote in this podcast in 10 years when I get canceled for it. This was the unhappy can, can, pride uh, month podcast. We can unlist the podcast. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Dear God. no I don't think I don't want to keep saying that on the internet unlist you yeah, unlist the podcast don't. did you have bad boy podcast where you're you're so radical Not, talking no, about politics on the internet is just a problem because no one even people with seemingly good politics have bad faith engagement in them and don't know how to read or listen to an entire thing because it's too long and they have the attention span of a fucking squirrel yeah yeah. Which is at the end of the day what, what growth is about. Right? Yeah. I've just been playing a fun game this entire time called Get Get My Blue Blocker number as high as possible. And oh, my nice. new meta is I go to the New York Post and just open the replies to each article and just scroll mm. down. And then I just watch my sidebar just fill up with another person blocked every five seconds, which is as fast as it can go. So I'm up to 415. Nice. So I've just, just been playing slowly, Street Fighter this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just slowly <laughs> purging the internet from my Twitter. <laughs> I have I have the Eclipse of Reason wiki page open. That's I'm it. currently blocking all of the reactions. You probably really like that book, Colonel. I'm, I'm, curr would, yeah. I'm currently auto-blocking all of the replies to Hunter Biden news, <laughs> which is a real <laughs> hot spot. That's a real lightning bolt for people that I don't want to see ever again. <laughs> that's that's how my evening is going. Looking forward to going back to playing Zelda. <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> I, yeah, that 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 this time I start I uh, I I save, not manually blocking a bunch of people on Twitter. I mean, you're not manually blocking, but it's uh, you know it's still a manual process in the sense in a sense that I opened the tab and scroll and then scroll to the bottom of it and then it's just running. <laughs> yeah, but I I I've spent more than three or four hours blocking people over the course of my Twitter. Uh, like as a total, I should say. That's why it's the dumbest thing ever when people are like, I've never even interacted with this person. Why have they blocked me? I'm like, fucker, we can see each other. <laughs> yeah. Can, the reason, the reason we is... We see plenty reason... of people we're not interacting with and, I, and I'm i like, I don't want to see that person ever again. It's, it's, it's a normal response. For, for my thing is, uh, I don't want the people who I reply to to be exposed to you. So it's a yeah. safety issue. Like other people I like and follow, I don't want them to have to deal with you, so I block you, and I do my bit. I I think we should just unshame blocking because sometimes I'm like I'm not even going to be nice about it. I'm not even going to try to justify it. Sometimes I just see the stupid shit people post, and I go, "You're dumb," and I don't want to listen to you, so yeah. I just block you. Sometimes, oh yeah, so you. it doesn't even matter. It you might be the nicest person, you might be 
No, it doesn't even. It, no, it, it doesn't even have to be like active homophobia. It's literally like, oh, they recycled the boat animation in God of War Two. I'm like blocked. <laughs> that's not what i'm here for exactly like people <laughs> no, people will just like post something they'll be like i really i'll go to the movies and i'll 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 see something and they'll be i'll be like this was an yeah. okay movie and then they'll post on twitter like this movie was the worst movie i've ever seen and i'm like yeah you, i don't need this in my life goodbye and you're just blocked <laughs> sorry like what it's not it's not a condemnation of you as a human. It's not like me preserving some echo chamber. It's just like, yeah, I just don't need that vibe. See ya. Yep. Goodbye. Like, no, whatever. Every time someone sees a, a block as a victory, they're just further advertising oh, they're sad. that they're just an, a horrible person. Just just unlikable, yeah. deeply irritating. Literally, number one reason I block people is celebrating that someone blocked them. Like, oh, look, they blocked me. Oh, you're blocked. <laughs> I don't even need to know the context <laughs> of this conversation. Just the fact that you're posting a screenshot of being blocked, like it's you winning or somebody being a coward at you. I'm like, ah, nope, never seeing you again. Bye. <laughs> I think I, I have. I, I think I have over two hundred people on Discord blocked right now, just because I f I think their typing style oh, yeah. is annoying. Like this shit doesn't nah, matter. Like the typing style. That's absolutely. Like, I'm just like I hate there's the way just, you talk. Just, like goodbye. There, there are people in my own Discord where I'm like I don't. Mm. How, <laughs> how many people can I get away with blocking during... before it becomes a problem? Because I kind of <laughs> don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's bad. I, it's like it's a Discord for my own community, but I'm like. Uh... You're, I think you're an emotional. I think drain. blocks on Discord are different than Twitter, though. It like, is different from Twitter. It's 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 different from Twitter because you're sharing a space. Uh, yeah, I've been blocked on Twitter by a few people that I followed. Um, also, Discord frustratingly I, shows you that blocked people are talking still and just clouds your your chat oh, yeah, with a bunch it, of notifications. And it shows that up a notification to yeah, the point where it'll even say that a chat room has new messages in it when it's yeah, just a blocked notification it's, blocked it's like people. it's like shut up no yeah it doesn't have new notifications yeah, that, that does suck it does suck but yeah on twitter like the the few times I, i've been blocked by people i follow like eventually you just find out by, or i just found out by I, I haven't seen this person in my feed for a while what's going on and then they blocked me like it's like like you know that's i i don't take it personally because i have very few personal relationships directly but with the people that i follow anyway but uh, i don't take it personally but i am more sad whenever it, the answer to the question of oh what happened to this person is they deleted their account i i, I was more sad um and that's actually part of the reason why i stopped using twitter is because just so many Aww. people kept leaving Colonel's like, sad I deleted the account that I post my bulge on. I'm sorry, Colonel. <laughs> I didn't mean to depress you. I no, know you're, 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 yeah. you're so sad that I'm not posting posting the pictures of myself in underwear anymore. It's okay. It's, I, I, I'll, I, I'll send those directly to your inbox Approximately from now on. A thousand, Thank you. At least a thousand people are currently finding out they missed out on Toaster's AD. And they're like, <laughs> like wait, what? <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Stupid. That's what this podcast that, is ending on. That's the end of the podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Think about everything you missed. Mm -hmm. All of the <laughs> all of the things.